that's where your life lies is in the word of god amen go ahead hallelujah praise the lord praise the lord for his report his report always gives us that victory that's hallelujah. right amen well you can be seated children can be dismissed for children's church um and we really we don't really have any new announcements at all of our regular announcements so we're going to skip through those and just go to the birthdays uh we had dave's birthday just a couple days ago so if you didn't get a chance make sure to say happy oh, sorry, birthday dave. to dave his birthday was the 29th of july oh, okay and then we have abby smith uh, miss yeah. debbie's granddaughter miss debbie mccarty's granddaughter her birthday is August 5th, so we're excited for that. And then Miss Tabby, her birthday is August 7th, so make sure to wish her a happy birthday. And then Chris Ann coming up thereafter on the 12th. And Luis, if you uh, get a chance, make sure to maybe write him a card or send him a message on Facebook or a text message and wish him a happy birthday on the 16th of August. But that is all of the announcements. So oh, okay. uh, if you want to turn to the side and say, I will believe the report of the Lord. And Pastor I will, will believe the report of the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, sorry I missed your birthday, Dave. I was deciding whether to stay in Iowa or not to stay in Iowa. Every day it was different. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, hallelujah. You know, yeah, that whose report will you believe? You know, that is, I know I, I listened to the song that you had put on Messenger. Well, Lacey's gone, but she had put it on Messenger. And I thought, wow, they were, uh, it was, was that a Bible college? Yeah, it, it seemed like it were, all the girls had hair down to here. They had black dresses on, but I'll tell you what, those Pentecostals, they know how to, how to get it going with music. Really, they've got the best music and the most anointed music. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, you know what? Father, I thank you for your mercy and your love and your faithfulness. I thank you, Father, that you are our healer, that you filled us with the Holy Ghost, that you bless us, Lord God, with finances and abundance, that everything that you have given us, oh, Lord, it is so wonderful, Lord, if we look at it every day and thank you for your mercy and your goodness and your faithfulness and your forgiveness to us, Lord. What a blessed blessed God you are. <laughs> there is none like you. And Lord, I know that there is no bad in you as people think. You think people think that you punish them, but Lord, you are good. You are just good. You correct, but you don't, you're not punishing them. You took the punishment for their sins. Lord, we are the ones who open the door to the enemy. And Father, I thank you that every person in here has a vendetta to go out there and tell people that God is a good God. He does not. He does not. Read the Bible. There is nowhere in there. He corrects you, but he does not. He corrects you and protects you, but he does not harm you because you've done something wrong. He already took all that on the cross. 
And so we thank you. We praise you, God, that, we're, that you're opening up the eyes of our understanding as never before, flooding our hearts with light that we truly might know the inheritance that we have as saints of the Lord, Lord God, and that we walk in the light of the word of God. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, let's just turn to John 13 again, 34 and 35. And um, this is sort of a review from uh, last week. We're still going to talk, talk about love. <laughs> but, okay, John 13, 34 and 35. It's, he gave us a new commandment. Now, people will argue with you, okay, the Ten Commandments. If you do this commandment, all the Ten Commandments are fulfilled. <laughs> You'll be nice. But there are people that, that will say, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, it's, he said, I give you a new commandment in this New Testament. That you should love one another just as I have loved you, and boy, did he love us. What did he do for us? He died for our sins. So you two should love one another. The next verse. By this, by what? What's this? Love. By this love, men shall know that you are my disciples, my disciplined followers, if you love one another. And if you keep showing love among Yourself. See, we go out in the world, though, and something may happen. And now you've got to say, this is just wonderful dandies, nice to say all this. But somebody, you know, says something mean to you, gives you wrong finger. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. <laughs> yeah. Does the flesh rise up? Uh, but see, it shouldn't. <laughs> See, that love, ha this, ha this is it. We, ha as Christians, cannot act like the world all the time. And we've got to be aware of this stuff. <laughs> I can remember <laughs> going across, you know, we all want to get across the train tracks before the train comes. <laughs> but our neighbor was, but he was an alcoholic. In fact, he, not the one that's there now, but... Um, he, uh, he would literally put a bottle and with a siphon or all the way up with the tube and drink it all day long on the railroad. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's, uh, and they were, I mean, they never had any food and it, I just, it was pitiful. But anyway, um, so I went, I, uh, did I attempt to go? Because I never went across. Maybe I was starting to, and I saw, he didn't know who I was, though, in the car. <laughs> and he went past me, and he gave me the finger. <laughs> and, and I, st and you know what I did? I started to cry. <laughs> and, well, a car did that once to me, too, and I'm, like, whoa. <laughs> and that's, but, you know, that anger doesn't come out in you. It's more like, oh, gosh. And so, you know, well, that one with the car I, I prayed for, you know, because it was, that was at Omaha. And it was, you know, there's how they have double lanes in the exit, and then it goes into one lane. And I got ahead of her. <laughs> Big deal. <laughs> you know. And uh, 
uh, you just have to, you know, just look away and not get angry. But pray for those people. Pray for them. Yeah, because they're hurting for certain. Anyway. But this is the law. Now, see, by this, by, by that love, men are going to know that you're different. And that's why we have to really do it and not, not just act in the flesh like the world. See, that's what used to get me. Okay, yeah, you, you become a Christian and you act the same old way, do the same old thing with the finances, do the same old thing with everything like the world does. And we're supposed to be different in that area and not, not follow that or, or let the anger can leave when that love, if you really put that love inside of you. Okay, so how do you do that? By having fellowship with the Lord. See, come to church full of God. And we're supposed to come to church, all of us, full of God. And when you come to church full of God, what happens is you can help somebody else in church. We didn't come to church to receive. We came to get filled up so we could go out there and preach the gospel to other people. To get so full that you can't even keep it out of your mouth. And not to go there and look and do the same old cotton-picking thing, listen to dirty jokes, laugh at them, look at pornography, look at... Uh, do this, do that, you know, compromise in all this stuff. No. <laughs> but really, take a look at your life because right now this is extremely important. You know, I was in Iowa and I remember the, one of the last things Jay Everly said. Um, I was listening to it again last night and I had forgotten about it. For Ike, I think, preached and then he said this, he said, there's something major, extremely major, and it could be a terrible crisis that's going to happen in a couple of years. They don't know when, but we as Christians need to stop it with intercessory prayer. However, he didn't say, in fact, Craig Fields said that. That's who said it. He was from Canada. And we, we need to intercede. Uh, I wish he would have just told us what it was. And I don't know. I'm, I'm hearing all kinds of things like absolutely no electricity out throughout the whole world. I hear crazy stuff. But we can stop it with intercessory prayer. But you have got to be full and you've got to know how to speak in tongues. Oh, but that's of the devil. No, it's not of the devil. But it goes around town like that. You know what? That's one of the greatest gifts God has ever given us. It's a direct hotline to him. When we speak that way, it's directly to him. Okay, I didn't expect to say all that. But okay, but this is the law of the new covenant. And it's supposed to govern us. And that's going to keep you safe from the enemy. Especially in this time that we are living in. You know what? The, when we become born again, the love of God was dispersed and shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. It was. And that's in, and see, just, you know, get some of these key scriptures. That's in Romans. Anybody know? No, I know you. <laughs> you know more scriptures than I do. <laughs> no, 5-5. Five, five. And it's just at the end of the scripture. 
And it says, the love of God is shed abroad in our heart. Now, I mean, you just take those words for granted, shed abroad. But it's like, and I, I was meditating on that one day, and it, it's like um, broadcast out, pushed out. Or like uh, you're, you're sowing your lawn with seed, and you take one of those things and spread her. You know, it's spread, but it's broadcast. It's shed abroad in your heart. So that you are capable of loving somebody that you didn't love before. Because you got God's love in there. That's what the Bible says. Okay, so Ephesians 4.27, and you don't have to put it up there. Because it says, never or neither give place to the devil. Don't give place to him. I think it says right after that, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. In other words, don't go to bed. You're going to sleep with the devil. If he, you have, he has an open door, if you are in unforgiveness when you go to bed, he has an open door to give you bad dreams, to do all kinds of stuff. Because a sin of unforgiveness is a continuous sin. See, okay, so the primary way we... Give place to the devil, though, is stepping out of love. And then the devil has a right to attack us. But once we're born again, we have God's love nature. Acts 17, 28, and I love this. I like to say it every day. In him I live, in him I move, in him I have my being. You know, but then I might turn around and step out of love, too. <laughs> okay, let's repent again. Just, just be aware of what, what you're doing. Make this real. Because you can say the love confession. You can say all these scriptures. And, and it's like, it's not, doesn't mean a hill of beans to you. Unless you meditate on it. Unless it really gets, Christianity isn't just blah, 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 blah. It's living it. It's real inside of your heart. That's huge. And see, that was the difference I saw. Some of you were, didn't have to go to a denominational church for all this time. It actually says, and I'm not sure where it's at, but in the Old Testament, it says, yeah, their lips are, are saying a lot of good things about me, but their heart is very far from me. And I went, that's, <laughs> that's what I was experiencing. And that's what I was tired of. And we cannot get into Christianity and start that all over again. Your lips, see, even the songs we sing, they have to get into them. Get into them. Well, okay, so, um, but he has a right to attack us. But you, oh, this is another thing. We have the Zoe life of God. In fact, uh, I should just teach on that sometimes. But you know what Zoe life means? It means the life, the nature, the power, the ability of God himself. Zoe. That's a good name to name your kid. <laughs> See, but you have got to yield to it. All this time, you've got to yield to these things. And not let your flesh go. Okay, now put it up there, Ephesians 3. 16 through 19. We always start at 14, but, um, and it says, I bow my knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Okay. 
So Ephesians 3, 6, out of the, this time do it out of the Amplified. So may he grant you, grant you, out of the rich treasury of his glory. In his glory is everything super abundantly, it's indescribable. Good. Infinitum, good. <laughs> There's a rich treasury of his glory that we can tap into. It's for us. May he grant you out of that rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened, to be reinforced. See, you can get strength. You can get reinforcement with mighty power. This is God's power. God's power. In your inner man, by the Holy Spirit, indwelling your innermost being. And then, I, I don't know if I always like the word personality there because that's the outward, but, but I can see that if your inner man is full of that, that your personality will change. Yeah, and so I finally came to the conclusion, okay, I'll say it. <laughs> because, you know, that can deceive you. But see, this is how you look at it. So, he grants you out of his rich treasure and glory to be strengthened and might by his spirit in the inner man. Then, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know what? Because I, I know that by heart. You can just rip that off, yes. and it doesn't mean a, nothing. Right. And you really didn't get in the spirit with it. So, don't just take scriptures and, and sayings and, and just, just say them and not, not meditate or slow down. And get them with the meaning. How does this apply to me this day? How can I apply it to my job, to my, to my children, to my, you know, workplace, to every, anywhere I go? Okay. So the next verse. Oh, now that that is that out of the amplified. That is okay. All right. Seventeen. May Christ. But now you got to have faith. You got to have faith. You got to believe it. You got to trust him. You got to say, I receive this. Because if you don't receive things by faith, you don't really have them. May Christ. What, does anybody know what Christ means? Anointing and anointed one. What does anointing mean? Burden removing, yoke destroying, devil crushing, well, mountain moving power, power of God. And it says you have an unction if you're born again. You have that unction means anointing. You have it. You actually have an anointing. Yeah. You have the burden removing. Most people don't go on with those other two at the end of that, but burden removing, yoke destroying, power of God lives in you. You have an unction of the Holy One. And because of that unction, you actually can know all things. Now, you don't, you know, it's inside of there, but you've got to have that revelation knowledge to pull it out. See, that's a big difference, and that comes by meditating. Okay, so may Christ, through your faith, actually dwell, settle down, abide. What does abide mean? It means live. And make his permanent home in your hearts. And may you be rooted. Now, well, you know that when roots go deep, you know, it's, it's hard to pull a tree out because the roots are so deep and big. Yeah, John's been trying to 
do something to, <laughs> in the back there by the, you know, the back area and to make it look nice. He's had to take a saw, an electric, I mean, can saw <laughs> or a, a gas saw. Yeah, and, um, and then get an ax because there's such deep or high, thick roots in that tree. So see, but that you can be rooted that deep. People can't even pull them out. You know what I mean? <laughs> May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely. You're secure in that love. Okay, the next one, 18. That you may have, why, why do we want to have that love? Why do we want to be so secure in it? So that you can have the power and be strong to apprehend, to understand how to apply it to different things in your life. Because you can just say apprehend. Now, I know there's another, there's two different definitions of apprehend because I looked it up. Uh, you know, apprehend means to go after somebody. But, but you, go after, you can go after that, the power of God. So you have to have love. So you have the power and to be strong to, to know how to, to uh, distribute that love, to know how to act when the rubber meets the road <laughs> and something happens. And grasp, but it's with all the other saints because if they ain't got it, it's not much fun. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so, well, it's God's, that they're saints, yet, but God's devoted people, the experience of that love, and what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height of it? There, I mean, that's just like is the breadth, the length, depth of it. It's not ending. Okay, last verse there, 19. That, see, and again, why is that? Why do you need that? That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourself. Because, see, situations happen. When, when you start to catch all this, and not that I've caught far from it, but, you're, but more than after 42 years, if you keep reading the Bible and keep studying, you catch stuff and you go, oh my gosh, this situation is just like what this is talking about. Oh my gosh, that's, oh yeah, that's what that means. And see, then you have that experience of what that is. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, it's situations that happen. Okay, so that you may come, that you're really going to practically, make it practical. That's what God gave us the word for. And, and that's why we need to get in it as Christians so we can act like Christians. Okay, practically, through experience for yourself, the love of Christ, which far surpasses your, your mind. It's not from up here, it's from down here which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being, you start to get filled with the fullness of God. That's what we're talking about. Come to church. Filled with the fullness of God. Sing with the fullness of God. And, and it's, there's an anointing that comes down and the healing can happen. I don't mean just healing your body, healing of your heart, healing of, of all kinds of things. 
um, the fullness of God, and you'll have the richest measure of his divine presence. I believe you were caught up into his presence. You could, you just wanted to. Yeah, yeah. no, no. The richest measure of his divine presence and become a body, holy. Now, that's not H-O-L-Y. It's W-H. That means spirit, soul, and your body. First Thessalonians 5.23, it says, I pray that your whole spirit, your whole soul, your mind, will, and emotions, your whole body be filled with God. You see what I mean? See, okay, so, and become a body wholly filled and flooded. See, a flood moves out debris, too. A flood overflows to other people. A flood catches people. <laughs> but it also, all the debris, you know, want to clean your house? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but see, think what God has given us. He's offered us, he's allowed us, we can be filled and flooded with him. And the devil fears that kind of person. You can actually be filled. You know what? This is the whole thing. As God is, so are we in this world. Really, that's what all that means. That, that scripture's in, in uh, 1 John 4, 17, at the end of the verse. And the devil fears that kind of person. Darkness, nothing bad has no entrance. He can't touch you. I don't care what's happening. I don't care if there's a whole hoodlum of witches around you and they're doing all their, their little things. Nope, it can't touch you. In fact, just one person, and there are going to be a thousand of them, and you will conquer. <laughs> because you are full of God he shed his love, his love abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit, and you are full of God. You are full of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit when you get born again. I mean, that's huge. And all, everything that God is, he gave to you. And see, eternal, the second you get born again, people say, sometimes they think eternal life is, is like, well, when I die, I'll go to, you know, eternal life in heaven. Nope. The second you're born again, you get eternal life. It comes to live inside of you, and you are capable of living a life like in heaven. That's, I mean, all of this connects together. Do you see? And then you jump to Ephesians 1.3, and Ephesians 1.3 says everything that heaven already, uh, everything enjoys everything that heaven already is enjoys is ours here on earth because we were then you jumped you jumped to colossians and it says you were translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of god that's why you are actually walking and supposed to be living in the kingdom of god on this earth so that you can pull in other people now we weren't born again just so we didn't go to hell i mean that's great benefit <laughs> Really great one, but but you were you were supposed to reproduce ourselves, reproduce little Jesuses, yes. 
all over the place. Okay. Okay, so when you're full, there's no room. If you're full of God, there's no room for anything else that is not of God. You don't even want it. That's the key to stop some of those things that you need to stop. But see, see, to maintain that fullness, you have to stay full of the word. That doesn't mean you all day long. You have to come to church as much as you can. Man, I tell you, it was, remember how when Ike was here and he said, uh, should I give that one on uh, be planted in church, that you're planted in a certain church? Well, he gave that sermon there. Whoa, it was heavy. You, but see, then you've got to be a doer of the word too. And you've got like, who said the submit to what God says. Oh, you did. Uh, yeah, Sonia says about you, but you got to submit to what he says about you. You're the righteousness of God. You know, and all these things will come into you and say, I know because they just came in to me. I had a few symptoms and, you know, you're tired. You come back from that and, 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 and you've got to fight your way out of it. <laughs> Let's see. Submit to what God says about you instead of what the devil is telling, telling you. And close the door to those accusations of the devil. You're no good. See, believe God's love for you. And some people have had a hard past, you know, like how they were brought up or something. And sometimes they can't believe God's love for us. See, if you, and if you've done something wrong, just repent. Now, see, I had a tough time with this one because we always had to do um, penances. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> and when you do that, see that you get under, a lot of times if you do something wrong, you get under condemnation. And it's hard to get rid of the condemnation. But think how God must feel just like you would feel when somebody doesn't accept what you want to do for him. And if that hurts us, how much must it hurt him because of the big sacrifice he made? I got to keep thinking of that. You got to fight that condemnation too. First John 1, 9. See, that's another one to memorize. If I confess my sins, God is faithful. He's just to forgive me and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. You're restored just like that, right back to righteousness. And you do it by faith. Okay, so now remember this though too. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He accuses people of their past flaws, their failures, their shortcomings, and anything else that puts them down. And you know, you think, you think preachers get that worse than anybody. Yeah. And I, I mean, I heard them all say that. Yeah. Big preachers, yeah. like Nancy Dufresne. You know why she wrote all those books, she said? Because she experienced all that stuff. Yeah. And she fought it. Yeah. And so I know that she knows what she's doing. Yeah. She fought that stuff. Yeah. You know, she's a beautiful woman. She could, she could easily be going, she doesn't pay any attention to, you know, 
anything. No. And even, in fact, her, I know that her old, um, her old friend that she got rid of before she married Dr. Dufresne, and um, his, he was, his parents were famous on TV. They started a TV station, a, a Christian TV station, and um, she was engaged to him. And he started, as he got to, she got to know him better, started to abuse. I, you're not going to say, I don't know who it was anyway. But when Ed died, he <laughs> contacted her. <laughs> See, you're, I, I just, she actually said that. <laughs> so, you know, it's just that you, you have to, some of, you can't really write a book or get the revelation knowledge of things without having experienced some of the things or the, the bombarding in your mind uh, type of thing. Okay. So, but the accuser of the brethren, he accuses people of their past, your past flaws, your failures, your shortcomings, and anything else that might put you down or maybe you, you goofed up on. See, balance, balance the love he has for you. And that's in you. I mean, believe the love, not balance the love. I'm sorry. There's people walking past, like several ladies, but I think the ushers have it in control. That's what threw me off. <laughs> um, okay, you've got to believe, I've got to believe, the love that he has for me and, and the love that's in, that it's actually inside of you. And the only way to experience the fullness, though, is to walk in what the light of the word says about you. But you got to walk in it. In other words, yes. apply it. Yes. And close the door yes. to wrong things that try to put you down. Close the door to things that hold you back. Yes. Because they make you step back spiritually. Yes, See, we draw back because the enemy gives us feelings of discouragement. Anybody ever? Yeah. Frustration, even with ourselves or what's going on. <laughs> Sometimes you'll even go to a conference and instead of being built up, you go, God, I didn't Well, what I'm going to say is like, why aren't we at that stage? Why are we all these years? What have I done wrong? That's, you know, I'm doing stuff wrong. I'm doing stuff wrong. See, and the enemy likes to, but he likes to do that because he wants to stop you. You know what? I, I know you. Okay. Okay. So watch it there. <laughs> Sir, if you don't experience and you're not in the height of the stuff, you know what I'm talking about? Because I've heard every single preacher say the same thing. I've heard them all say it. You wouldn't think so. Kenneth Copeland, you know. They've all gone through things like that. But you have to get back in the word because stuff comes against you. And that's why preachers need prayer because sometimes as a head of a ministry, it can affect everybody. That, that's what can, uh, can affect you. So, you know... See, recognize, though, that the devil is trying to draw you back into the mental realm. When that happens, he's drawing you back into the mental realm and the natural realm. Why? Because he knows what is possible to anyone full of God. 
He doesn't want you to be full of God. Whoops. So, actually, just like a father wants his kids to enjoy, you know, he wants to enjoy them, and, and they want to enjoy him, and, and God wants to enjoy us. God wants us to enjoy him. And, and so the way to do that is be filled and flooded with God himself. And that's, that's the realm where all things are possible. And we can sing it and we can jump in the air all we want. <laughs> if you don't stay full of God, you're not going to experience all things are possible. <laughs> Amen. So now here's a different translation of Ephesians 3.19. But I, there's no way it's called the Doddridge translation. Okay. So it says, I wish you more enlarged understanding or grasping or apprehension of the love of Christ. God, it's, that's, that's what that scripture says. That's verse 19. Now that was, we read it. You know what? Maybe put up the one you put up there first. Verse 19, Ephesians 3. Okay, that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourself the love of Christ, which far surpasses your little pea brains. That's the way I like to say it. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> Without experience, that you may be filled through all your being in your spirit, man, unto the fullness of God. Even the fact that it says that, you can have the fullness of God. And you can have the richest measure of the divine presence. You can become a body, holy, spirit, soul, and body, flooded with God himself. Now, here's what this says. I wish you more enlarged understandings and graspings of the love of Christ, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God, and so that your expanded hearts, being dilated... <laughs> being dilated, your heart actually being dilated, more and more may be rendered capable of admitting larger degrees than ever of divine love and giving it to other people. And more ample indwellings of divine consolation for other people. Till at length you arrive at that happy state in which you shall attain to a full perfection in knowledge and enjoyment of God. <laughs> yeah, that, that's really good. It is. I don't, I'm sure if you can't find it, though, he's probably looking for it. But you know what? See, God actually wants us to enjoy him. Just like Lonnie enjoys his kids and throws them all over the place. <laughs> yeah, you ought to see him. <laughs> and I mean... Yeah, a little uh, Victoria's going to be, you know, she's not going to be no boy. Nobody's going to, like, get her because she's already used to the roughness, which is kind of good. <laughs> See, he actually enlarges our hearts. Now, you don't think of your, your heart pump, you know, the blood pump, but we're talking about the spirit man. He enlarges it your spirit to receive greater degrees of divine love. 
and he fills and floods us with himself. If you just think about that, you meditate, you meditate it, a flood pours out of you then and overflows to other people. And when the love of God overflows and floods out, it moves like a flood in the natural. It'll move debris out of other people. They'll move the stuff they need to get rid of out of it. See, and then they'll go on and give it to somebody else. Okay, so 1 Corinthians 14.1, out of the Amplified. Now, this love thing should be a great quest in life. Everybody has a goal in life that should be... You know, or you have a goal. Well, I want to I wanna do this. And especially when you're young, you know, you might say, I want to go to school and do this and do that. But you, this quest should be one of the things that we want to understand with our spirit man. Yes. Yes. So it says, eagerly. That means with a lot of eagerness. Yeah. <laughs> pursue means, to, pursue, the word pursue actually means run after. Yeah. Yeah. Not just, every day is run, run after love. Eagerly pursue and seek to acquire this love. Make it your aim, your great quest, and earnestly, earnestly means it's, you're earnest. <laughs> you're, you're, you mean it. <laughs> yeah. Earnestly desire and cultivate the spiritual endowments, the gifts, especially that you may prophesy, interpret the divine will and purpose in inspired preaching and teaching. And that's all the part of that. But the part that I wanted there, and someday we'll get into the gifts of the spirit too. We need to be teaching them or something. Okay, but the, what I wanted was aim at, make it your great quest yeah. to find out what this love is and how it works in you. Yeah. So we're to make it our aim yeah. in life. First yeah. Timothy 6.11 says, follow after love. Right. That's a command. Yeah. Sure. The Ten Commandments, you know, the, it says love has taken over. If you walk in love, you're fulfilling all the Ten Commandments. Right. But there are commands in the Bible, yeah. like uh, rejoice in the Lord always, yes. even if you just heard some bad news yeah. and you're crying, and, and you go, okay, I'll come out of it. Uh -huh. And see, you know why? God wants to help you. Yes. That's why he said, rejoice. Yes. Rejoice is a verb, and there's, it means understood you rejoice. Yes. You do that. That's, those are commands. Yes. This one, too, you follow after love. Now, let's put up a 1 John 4, 7, and 8. And we had this last week also. Uh, do verse 7 out of the King James. And we'll do verse 8 out of the Amplified. And see, this is this God talking. He says, beloved. Remember how Ike Akavoko was here that one time? <laughs> and he said, beloved, he said, Ooh, oh, I'm listening, I'm listening. He's talking to you. <laughs> You're his beloved. You know, just the way Ike does stuff, and you, you never thought of that before. Yeah, you're beloved. In the King James, let us love one another. 
for love is of God. And everyone that loves is actually born of God. He's born again and knows God because God is in there. And you have really no excuse, but you have to get into the word and you need to get under a pastor also. Okay, verse eight, out of the Amplified. Now, it just said it better. He who does not love has not become acquainted with God. He does not and never did know him. Whoa, for God is love. He who does not love other people have not really had that full acquaintance with God. I can't help it. That's the word. I didn't say it. The word said it. He does not and never did know him. See, this is the difference I saw when I went to a denomination. And then when I went to a non-denominational or rather born-again spirit-filled church. And I saw that people were doing stuff with their lips or doing acts. But they did not know God. They knew about God. And, that, and then I started, you know, there's that one scripture in Revelation, what does it say? It says, behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man open the door, in other words, the door handle is on your side. God can't open the door. Here's a door, there's no handle on it over here, you know, and here I'm on the other side, I've got to open the door to him. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man open, I will come and sup with him. I will talk to him. I'll come to know him as a friend. You know what I mean? See that difference? And then I thought about, okay, could you invite the president over for, for a barbecue? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. I wouldn't want to either. I used to say that, but I, a few years back, I wanted to. <laughs> Could, okay, could, okay, so could you, would you, or a famous movie star, they wouldn't even come, you know what I mean? <laughs> but you can open the door to God. <laughs> See, and it's that love thing, and it's practicing. When something happens, you go out there, you don't just act like you always did in the flesh, you get mad or, you know, but, you know, laugh at the dirty jokes and all that stuff. You don't do that. I mean, you've got to, your flesh has got to come under. <laughs> okay, so again, he who does not love has not become really acquainted with God. He does not and never did know him. The word know there actually means like a husband and wife. That's what it means. It says, for God, you become one with each other. For God is love. Okay, verse 16 and 1 John 4, King James. It says, and we have known and believed the love that God has to us. For God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God. You live in God, and God lives in you. 
and God in him. In other words, when you don't know him, he really doesn't live in you. You might even think you're born again. You've got to just, well, you've got to know, just know that love. Okay, now, okay, there's two kinds of love. Really, there's human love, uh, which can fail, and you know that. But I'll tell you what, you think of mother's love is the boss there is. Yeah, not really. Uh-uh. It can be fickle, and it can, it can uh, that kind of, the phileo love, it's called phileo, you even mentioned that. That phileo love can, can go overnight. Phileo love is human love, and, or even sexual love. And it, overnight, it can turn to hate. Because it's feelings. It's based on the flesh, it's feelings, it's emotions. That's why we have to, see? Okay, it's temporal. Uh, It's a temporal thing that can pass away. And it can quit. Right now. Yeah, right now, because it does not have the stuff to hold up under pressure. Pressure. That's why we got to get strong. The other, the other love is divine love, which originates with God. And it's totally what God is made up of. That's why he is one zillion percent love in his entire makeup. And they, there's no bad in him. He does not cause the storms. He does not cause the wars. He does not punish you. He does none of those things. He, it's impossible for him. And I can give you scripture to even prove that. Okay. So, and we need to tell other people that. Okay. So, okay. In fact, every thought of God is a love thought. And when he speaks, love speaks. Now, we all know the only way to receive this love is to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. That's the only way. And when we do, we receive eternal life. And I talked about that before. And I'm talking about that life starts the second you're born again. Eternal life. In other words, you're supposed to live in a life cycle and not a death cycle. Stuff is supposed to happen. But we, that's why we got to know all this stuff. It hasn't really been taught. And remember, Romans 5, 5. The love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit. Now, I said when God's word speaks, love speaks. There are things in the word that are words of correction. Anything with correction ain't love. Yes, it is love. Yeah. Do you correct like your little kids there, Ashley? I mean, to, you know, and I always use the illustration of going, running across the street right by a a busy street with stoplights and big trucks and, you know what, you wouldn't let them play there. See, that's, you, you correct someone because you love them because you know they're going to get in trouble. So even human love corrects children or people whom they love. Why? So they don't harm themselves. Okay, so, so the God kind of love also corrects. And see, people might think, well, that's, you know, that's doing that. Walking in the God kind of love does not mean you're milk toast. Or you just let everyone run over each other. 
You don't let people run over you, but I always used to do that. And that is not even right. Or, but you can't be a doormat either. It does mean you have to do what's right, and sometimes that means not backing down. I have been sometimes a doormat and then see like in the church and bad things have come out of it and people were hurt. And see that, I see that, I've learned my lesson. I can't, I can't, you can't let that, um, see on the other hand, it doesn't mean you act up and bully people, but you walk in love when you correct. You don't bully people. But see, sometimes the love of God means you have to be stern. And you have to stand up for what you know is right. Right? Right. <laughs> okay, so I got a little bit more here. What time is it? Okay. So, uh, okay. You know, last week, actually, recall, I was calling actually this sermon the character of love. <laughs> but character, what is character? So, well, it's the spiritual, the mental, and the moral qualities distinctive to an individual. It's your character. And it includes habits, motives. You know what? The best thing you could do is listen to me and not, not be looking at the beams or not be just, you know, don't, because this stuff is going to help you live. It's going to help you live your life. And we are in some ridiculous, horrible times. Who knows what's going to happen? You'll be prepared with this. You will be prepared. But your character includes your habits of not listening in church. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Falling asleep in church. <laughs> you can make a habit out of it if you want. You can. I'm serious. I've, I've taught myself never to do that. Not, ever since I can't. I never did it in a denominational church either. Okay. So it includes habits and motives. It includes your thoughts relating to morality, your character. See, and how do you judge a person's character? Are they honest? Are they reliable? Are they competent? Are they kind and compassionate and thoughtful? Are they capable of taking the blame? You may have to do that at work. You may have to do that in a marriage. Are you able to be strong enough to persevere under things? Are you modest? Are you humble? Can you control your anger? So Christian character is who we are because of our relationship with Christ. However, if you don't have any relationship with Christ, if you're never looking at this stuff, you're never listening to it, you're not, you're not saying what is love and how do I need to act. It won't work. You're broken off of the vine. You're on your own. Man, when I became a Christian, I was so thrilled. Maybe you'd like to go through the years I went through. That would help you. <laughs> because I went, man, I sat on the edge of my seat. 
everywhere I go, and I don't care how horrid I feel. In fact, I felt really rotten this morning. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> so I'll tell you what. You've got to keep persevering. You've got to keep moving on. You've got to because this is what God appointed me to do, and I'm not going to let him down. He means too much to me. And you've got to get to that point, or maybe people aren't even born again. Seriously, that's where you've got to take a look at yourself. Because that's the way everybody acted in the... In the, the <laughs> and I mean, there's some people very sincere in those places. But, and you know, it, it's just that it's the truth. See, okay. It, your character is determined by your relationship with Christ. It determines how well you can achieve goals. And even when you get a job, and just really working for, you know, the company and being, and it's important for your success in life. So realize you are an influence on other people. And true character is revealed in the choices you make when you're under pressure, especially. Some of the negative uh, character traits, uh, rudeness, disrespectful, egocentric, um, self-centered, greedy, uh, people take advantage of you, or you're biased or prejudiced, um, aggressive, unfaithful, can't rely on you to show up even for something at the church. Disloyal to people. See, manipulative, controlling. Those are all, and there's, there's probably more. I was trying not to get into the negative so much, but it's, it's true. Um, but see, God is sure your spirit does get harder and harder. That's a good point. It does. It layers over so that stuff doesn't go in. It does. It layers over. I imagine there, that could be like, uh, I don't know, what could you compare that with in the natural? What? A callus. There you go. A callus. There you go. See, God is looking for people with character, good character, because he wants to do some spectacular, amazing things in the earth. See, this is another thing. People think God just automatically, he said it, he'll do it. No. He's counting on his people doing it through his people. That's a big fallacy, too. Welcome God doesn't heal me. Because he wants you to learn what that is. I, you know what I mean? Also, our life needs to be fine-tuned. In, in, in all the ways, like you fine-tune, a, a, you want to get a signal in from a, you know airwaves and stuff like that. But you need to fine-tune ourselves and not just blah, blah, and do whatever, you know. Sometimes Christian men think, oh, that they're really, that they have to maintain that, let's laugh at sexual jokes and stuff, our sick stuff. That, no, you know what? A, a real Christian man doesn't dig that at all. In fact, it's happened to Kim and it made him, 
Like, yuck. <laughs> um, see, but he wants to do really some things in the earth, and he's waiting for us so he can use us. And he'll do it through people who want to know God and act like God. So character is really doing what's righteous because it is righteous. And then doing it right. <laughs> Actually, I got that one from Kenneth Copeland. <laughs> he said, character is doing what's righteous because it is righteous and then doing it right. See, okay, God tells you to put carpet in the church, but not a cheap, yeah. I call it trendy, yeah. raggedy carpet yeah. just because it's cheap. Come on. <laughs> or if you bless someone with lunch, you don't give them a, I don't think there's 99 cents hamburgers anymore. Are there? Are there? I don't know. No. Are there maybe a dollar or something? I, do you even have those anymore, like at McDonald's? or I don't know. Or giving them a cheeseburger from, you know, you got to do it right. See, character defines you as someone who holds fast on the inside, and then, but then it comes on the outside. People see it on the outside, and they know that. See, the definition... Another definition of character is the sum of a person's disposition, his thoughts, his desires, his intentions, and his actions. All those things you can tell. See, people of character are doers of what they believe in. They're doers of it. Also, you know, character in general defines you. I mean, your character, you know, you've talked about people's character. And just, just like the excellence of gold, you, it, it, you can buy its purity, right? Because some gold isn't pure. The excellence of a man is his character. Now, you know what all of us said, though, what I thought of? They told us we were going to be gold bricks. You know what? I should have gotten that out. I Boy, have it right here. Yeah. I have it right here. I do too. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. You get yours first. It's a, it's a race. Whoever gets first. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Oh, you got it? You have oh. it. Oh. Sure. Wow. <laughs> Everybody wow. was racing to do it. Now, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but, but it did say, see, that's it. That excellence of character. All right. So, I mean, you know, the per this was a prophetic word that was given to us in 1997. Wow. 10 3 97. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it has out. well, okay. It says there are other ministries building foundations using any kind of bricks available. Many of them are soft limestone. In other words, immature, lukewarm, but you could, you could be immature and lukewarm at the beginning, but don't stay that way. Who resembled bricks on the outside, but lacked the things that made them strong in faith on the word. See, the Lord is building living word with bricks that are strong. Don't be discouraged. And now this was said to me. Okay, you going to listen now? Or so I'll let you read it. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. 
Don't be, no, this was said to me, don't be discouraged by those who come to you with various problems. I know the materials I am sending you, saith the Lord. I know that these bricks may be unfinished and soft when they arrive, but they won't remain that way. They have the substance and elements within them to be solid bricks in the foundation which I am building. Living Word is a solid fortress that will be able to weather the storms that are now forming on the horizon. When the storms strike the land, uh, many ministries will crumble. Now, this was 1997. We've seen it. And not provide hope and protection because the bricks they used were not all of solid material. Even during COVID, we saw a lot. Though they may be a few solid bricks, they are solid bricks among soft and crumbling. In other words, yeah, but I am building living word with solid bricks that when the storms strike, not one will crumble. You can build hurriedly with whatever material is available. You'll end up with a weak, troubled, do not take the burden, or wait a minute, a foundation wall. It takes time to cure a brick in the fire of the word. Many come who are troubled. Do not take the burden on yourself to make them right. That's my job. I'm the master mason. Yes, Lord. I know, I know what elements are necessary for the finished brick to be strong. The problems that they face will become like rebar that re- reinforces cement. So that's good. When they are set free by the anointing of the word, they are under. They will come out with the testimony experience with, with which the word cannot be shaken. It's only up to you to keep the fire up on the furnace. The hotter you make it, he's talking to me, is the, the more dross will burn off. When the process is complete, then and only then will you have a brick which will be worthy of placing it in the foundation. I am even using, the, now get this, yeah. the evil words spoken against you and this church in the town to further separate out the elements I need. Yes. That was 1997. Yeah. Those that come and remain in the fire are the few which I have chosen. Few. Mm-hmm. The uh, always going to be true. Few. Yeah. <laughs> Other ministries have full seats, but when the true storms come, there will be a very few left. You will keep those that I choose, for they will not be shaken. They have substance in their hearts that will weather well. Remember how I separated the army of Israel from thousands down to, this was Gideon, to a few hundred. It's in Judges. First, they were separated out by those who had fear in their hearts, then by those who were really thirsty. So it is with this ministry, the manifestations will separate out those who are fearful and want to hold on to their traditions. Finally, I separate out those who may not be fearful of these things, but are, who are really not thirsty for the things Come of on. God, Amen. who are not willing to get soaked and wet to move in on church. in my purpose. Yeah. I did more with a few hundred men in the book of Judges, than I could have ever done with the thousands, most of which did not have hearts that were mine. This is one of the reasons I choose to manifest my spirit in the last days in in ways which seem foolish foolish to the flesh carnal mind. It serves to separate the carnal, the flesh, from the spiritual. There is a battle to be fought, a victory to be had, but I will not share my glory with anyone. 
I choose to do which looks foolish and impossible yeah. to show my glory. Yeah. You do not want numbers for the sake of numbers. Oh, yeah. You can do far more with 12 hearts. Yeah. Think of the 12 apostles. Absolutely devoted to my heart and purpose than with 12,000 who care little for what I want to do. Because people don't care. Even if you had a few good men amongst the 12,000, they would be weighted down by the others. See, and when people aren't with you, they weight you down because they want you to help them all the time. Okay, they would have to carry their dead weight into battle and would have very limited effectiveness. The other ministries which are satisfied to fill seats will be mired down when the battle becomes more fierce. At, now get the, at this too. As for finances and resources to accomplish what I would have you to do, continue to function in my principles of sowing, and I will take care of every need that arises. Do not pray for numbers to come. Pray for the bricks I have prepared for you to have. Trust that I know what and how to build what I am building in living work. You know, I think I'm the one who needed to read it. <laughs> because I got a little discouraged. Can you believe going to a convention? No, okay. No, no, that isn't why. It wasn't. All right. There are things that happen. I need to go to get impartation. If I don't get the impartation from my own pastor. No, I know. But if I don't get the impartation from my own pastor, I cannot go on because you, I have to be under a pastor also. I'm just telling you, these are all things that are, are see, um, they're vital, absolutely. <laughs> but that gold bricks, okay, all right. So, so be careful not to judge an isolated happening. You know, something might happen, big deal. We all goof up. I goof up, you may goof up, just forgive each other and go on. And <clears throat> but see, because sometimes people judge character by one happening. You can't, oh, have you said that some of the stuff I've done? You wouldn't even listen to me. <laughs> you go, you don't have to agree with me, David. No, <laughs> no, he's, no he's talking about himself, I know. <laughs> anyway, but see, but I have heard that. Because there was some little thing that happened in the past, and I heard somebody say, yeah, well, yeah, I remember the time when them, I thought, gosh, they've been forgiven for that. We've all goofed up. So we can't judge people's character by one goofy time when they made a mistake or another time. See, people um, in the world love to shame people for their mistakes, but people are more than the sum of a few mistakes. Think, God loves us all. He wants us all. He wants the, the people who have raped and murdered and tortured people. He, he'll forgive them. He'll forgive them. Look at Paul. Look at Paul in the Bible. He killed Christians, separated families, put them in prison. See, we can all make progress. And when, when God sees us fall... And then we repent. He doesn't shame us. He encourages to keep going and try again. So God knows how to take every bit of our mess 
and turn it into a masterpiece. <laughs> so, I mean, that's everybody. I don't care how bad it is. So how we treat people we interact with each day is important in walking in love. Titus 1.16 out of the New Living Translation says, Some people claim they know God, but they deny him by the way they live and act. Ooh. See, I don't want people to hear me say I, I serve God, and then they see me living a different way. See, our character is demonstrated by our actions. Now, you know, okay, so I had a book about integrity, too, and it was written by a missionary who was so disgusted with people in the body of Christ and the lack of integrity. Okay, but our character is demonstrated by our actions, character. The primary difference between integrity and character is action. Character is your action. Okay, integrity adheres to a code. Our code should be the word of God. Character acts on the word of God. Integrity recognizes that a behavior is bad and doesn't join in. That's integrity. But character does something about that. It stops it. Isn't that something? Okay. So growing in the Lord isn't based on how long we've been born again or how many Greek words we know. <laughs> Maturity is based on our relationship with him. It is. You can become mature real fast. That's the most important thing. Instead of freaking out <laughs> when times get tough, we can say, I am now at rest when I used to be stressed because I trust in him. I'm going to stop. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> So, I mean, see that? Okay, so is everybody doing the love confession every day? I won't look. <laughs> it's in 1 Corinthians 13. Okay, we're going to do it right now. I'll try not to preach between it. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 13 out of the Amplified Bible, verse 4. And you got to think what you're saying here. And just situations that have come up, love endures long. It's patient. And it's kind while it's enduring. It isn't a crabby, oh, I'm getting tired of taking care of that person or whatever. It never is envious because somebody got promoted and you didn't. Nor boils over with jealousy. It's not boastful or vainglorious. It, I am do everything right all the time. And it does not display itself haughtily. That's being haughty. It is not conceited or arrogant or inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly, like blowing up, bullying, um, you know, instead of walking in love and correcting someone. Love, God's love in us, does not insist. Now, this is huge from now, the, the rest of it. Love's, God's love in us does not insist on its own rights or its own way. 
Well, I have a right. I've been working all day, and I got a right to just sit here. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's, you know, mothers could say, well, I've been working all day, and what did you, <laughs> fill your diaper? <laughs> okay, anyway, loves God, loving us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. Other people seeking, see? It is, <laughs> it is not touchy or fretful or resentful. Yeah. Billy Brim, I always think of Billy Brim when I say, but I know I could give you, yeah, her husband. I mean, she worked for Kenneth Hagin. She, she wrote all of Kenneth Hagin's books or edited them and took them off sermons. And she worked all day long at the Kenneth Hagin Mystery, like over eight hours. Sometimes it would be ten. She'd come home. She had a bunch of kids. I don't know, four or five. I don't know what. She'd peel potatoes, make, peel all the potatoes, make the supper for them and stuff like that. One night she made chili, and, and uh, she said, oh, I don't have any crackers tonight. Let's have, and she actually made, um, I can't think of what it's called. What? No, no, it actually was muffin. Those muffin, um, what's good? Cornbread. She made cornbread. And her husband says, I don't like cornbread. I want, I want, yeah, those like, <laughs> those little crackers, soup crackers. And, and he, he said, I don't, I'm not even going to eat it unless we, <laughs> so you know what? She went to the store. But before this, she had gotten this love confession you know, and she put it in her cupboard. So what she did was she ran to the cupboard to actually to see if she had any crackers. And in the cupboard it says, love is not touchy, fretful, or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. Pays no attention to a suffered wrong. She says, oh, honey, I'll just run, run to the store and get some. And she did. But she said, oh, I had to read it all the way. <laughs> and she, as you, I, I know it by heart. <laughs> But anyway, it takes no account, no account of the evil done to it. Pays no attention to a suffered wrong. That verse 5 is loaded with that. Uh, verse 6, it does not rejoice in injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. It's like all these people in the government that are doing all these things that are, are bad. What if all of a sudden, all of them got born again and they just turned into a love bugs? And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you'd have to rejoice. Well, I remember the injustice. Why'd the gas go up so high? Why is this happening? Why is that? You're going to take our money. See, they, I know they actually want to filter how much money we spend so every, they know every one of your bank accounts. And if you spend over 600 bucks, they're going to ask you why. Uh, that's in the working of a law from Pelosi. And all, no, I mean, it's all kinds of stuff I know that I, Oh, boy. But see, that's injustice. Injustice is killing babies. <laughs> Before they're, or killing them really 30 days after they're born. There's some states have that law right now. I've said, you know, that's injustice. But what if all, you know, we, we have to forgive. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Under any, love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Ever ready to believe the very best 
the very best, the very best of all the people in Washington. No, no, right here. No. <laughs> you have to look for the very best in every person. It's hopes, love's hopes are fadeless. They're fadeless under all circumstances. <laughs> I'm not quite there on some of these. And it endures everything without weakening or grumbling or complaining. That's not in there, but we added it to the, you know. So, I mean, that's huge. Uh, here I go again. I wasn't going to let. Okay, I, I'm going to pray, though, for Christina and Tony and for uh, Alexa, because this is the last Sunday when we'll, they'll be together. Yeah. Um, and send them off, and then we'll dismiss you. But you know that 1 Corinthians verse 8, uh, I mean, chapter 8, verse 1. And it, I start in the middle of it, though, kind of. It says, 1 Corinthians 8, 1. Yet mere knowledge causes people to be puffed up. You can get full of knowledge of the Bible, right. like going to, you can have degree after degree, and if you're not born again, you, don't, you can't get that revelation knowledge. In fact, spirit-filled, you need to be. Okay, mere knowledge, just knowledge of stuff causes people to be puffed up, to bear themselves loftily and proud, but love, affection, and goodwill and benevolence edifies, lifts up, builds up, and encourages one to grow to his full stature. If anyone imagines that he's come to know and understand much of divine things without love, he has not yet perceived and recognized and understood as strongly and clearly, nor has he become as intimately acquainted with anything, in fact, the things of God as he ought. But if one love God, loves God truly with affectionate reverence, prompt obedience, because you've been in the Word and all of a sudden you're thinking about doing something or, you know, somebody made fun of you and you're, but you don't do it. You're, you think love says. <laughs> See? Prompt obedience and grateful recognition of God's blessing he is known by God, number one. You're known by God. God knows you. Yeah, he knows everybody, but he pays, his eyes go to and fro throughout the whole earth to, to see who is standing strong. He is known by God. He is recognized as worthy of God's intimacy and love. And he is owned, O-W-N-E-D, owned by God. I own that person. You're not gonna, you're not gonna let them have a car accident. I tell you what, if you have a lot of car accidents, check something. If your finances go down, check your love walk. Stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, or stuff goes. Yeah, because uh, when you walk in love, you have supernatural protection of angels too. Amen. Okay, so. If you want to come up here, uh, yeah. So they're all going to Bible school. 
like, gee, Merry Christmas, everybody in Bible school. You all come back, though. <laughs> okay, so God gave me this prayer, blessing prayer. <laughs> and I, I just, I like to write them out because, because then I put all the scriptures that he showed me at the time. And so then I'm just going to lay hands on you and impart to you too. But everybody agree with me now. So, Father God, see, I got stuck. <laughs> Father God, we come boldly to the throne of grace and thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that allows us to enter into the blessing of the Lord. We bless you today, Tony and Christina and Alexa, by the heart and power of the Holy Spirit. We release upon each one of you God's goodness, God's favor, and God's grace. And we release upon you the presence of God so that from the wells of salvation, you will draw water for your thirst for God. You can do that. Draw, because it's inside of you. There's a well. You're born again. When you're spirit-filled, it becomes a river. So may the Father's good pleasure be upon you, for the Father delights in all of you, and he desires you. You are blessed going in and blessed going out. You're the head and not the tail. You're going to be above and not beneath, and everything you set your hands to shall prosper. And I'm going to say this, you are the lenders and not the borrowers. <laughs> and God will provide it with abundance. And we declare everything you set your hands to shall prosper. May the Lord direct your steps in all you do. And we declare you hear the voice of the good shepherd and the voice of a stranger you will not follow. So we plead the blood of Jesus over and around you at all times that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. For you are, may your, and may your full preordained destiny be fulfilled for you are God's workmanship you are God's handiwork it's like a beautiful uh, quilt a beautiful yeah embroidery or a carpenter who does beautiful scroll work you are his handiwork to do good works which God predestined that you should walk in them. Uh, so God, I thank you that that preordained destiny will come upon you and be fulfilled. And we say that the mercy and truth follow you, that you may continuously find favor with God and man, with your teachers and your classmates, with people to get a job or whatever it requires. You find favor. And the favor of God encompasses you like a shield. These are all scriptures. May you be strong and courageous and bold in the things of God, promoted and blessed as a living epistle, a flashing billboard in the kingdom of God on this earth. May the God of all blessing overtake you, that you become fruitful, you multiply and occupy. Occupy which means take dominion, take charge. Let your will be done, Lord, in all these, Almighty God, 
that the power of Christ, the anointed one, will rise in them so that they bless all those around them. Loose them from poverty, sickness, unforgiveness, and from just getting by uh, financially. Bring them health and wholeness and abundant supply. And open the eyes of each one's understanding in their spirit and flood their hearts with light that they truly might know the hope to which they have been called and how glorious is the inheritance of the saints in light. And as they travel and co-labor with God himself, we declare again that no weapon formed against them shall prosper and all of their needs will be met as they travel. They are kept and guarded by the power of God and the holy angels of God assigned to them. So be it in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> so I'm just going to lay hands on Father God, I thank you, Father, for the impartation, Lord, and that, Lord, that the perfect will and plan of God is done in her life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. The perfect will and plan of God, that destiny, Lord God, that you had from the foundations of the world when she was born as a little child up there saying, I want to go to the earth. <laughs> she came to the earth in her mother's womb and things might have been tough for a while but lord now that destiny will be fulfilled so we impart to her <laughs> that spirit uh, thank you yeah it is one probably thought this would never be him but lord <laughs> i thank you father that for his obedience and his willingness to move in the spirit with his wife and to do those things that that he probably never thought he would do lord god but you have put it into him from the foundations of the world when he came into the earth lord and maybe there were things that hurtful things that happened in families and and things but god you're a loving god and you perform for us you love us so much lord that you take us in and that perfect destiny that you had for us will be accomplished in Tony, Lord God. And that's a place of abundance, abundant finances, abundant health, abundant joy. And so, Father, I thank you for that. And right now, we part in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, yeah. If we ask for wisdom, James 1 5 says, if we ask for wisdom, he gives it to us liberally and upbraids not. Boy, it would be good if you could go up there and sing a song. Do you know anything? Um, well, something more. We could play that instead. I have a destiny. You do? Yeah. Well, well, well whatever. I just thought that, yeah, somebody has to find it. I think so. Yeah, yeah.
<laughs> You're doing good, aren't you? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You look good. <laughs> She's. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, you look familiar. Oh, oh thank you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad. Well, come again. You're, you look, she, you're doing chemo and you look great. She's doing good. She are doing good. 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 Yeah, Keep it. Oh. Oh. So, okay, 